<laughs> oh my goodness, we don't have a lot of time, but we have a lot to talk about. Really? Has anything happened? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> well, wow. Are you thinking what? Roe versus Wade? Shootings? Or the new woman who just got, was it installed today for the Supreme Court justice? Yeah. Let's start with good things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a little. Well, it it wouldn't have mattered anyway for for last week's decisions. There were several decisions that were made, not just the big one, because Kentanji Brown Jackson has been sworn in as the first ever Black woman Supreme Court justice. Yay! Wow. Uh, but she replaces another, what we assume is liberal or left left or leaning person, which is Stephen Breyer, who uh, retires officially today. Her being there or not being there wouldn't have mattered in the long run in in the in the last long run, but it may matter in the next long run. But, I mean, it's great. I, I wish, I sort of wish, well, there's a lot of reasons I wish the Rovers and Wade reversal didn't happen. But one of them is that I just would like to have seen her be ushered in with a bit more fanfare. I mean, I suppose there was a lot of fanfare when she was nominated and, and approved. I guess there was some fanfare there. But now it feels like people are looking at the Supreme Court as like, you know, the evil empire and so, which it's not, it's just the current version is, is not necessarily what everybody wants. But that being said, it is the law of the land. And it's just unfortunate that she's this great historic moment of of an achievement for her and for us as a nation is sort of being shrouded in what is, feels like we went back to 1950. Or worse. Or worse. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I... I have this great sadness, and I think it's because of people's reaction, like just in-your-face kind of stuff. I don't know. I have just have felt very sad about the way people are all reacting over this. What have you been seeing or hearing? Well, just even like what a victory it is, like, ha-ha, we won. There's a lot of that going around. It, it it has felt like for the last four years, our country has been like rooting for a football team. It's so immature and irritating. And I completely agree with you with that, that ha ha we won aspect of it. it. It totally just negates the human cost. Right. You know, I think I just have so many thoughts, but I think for me, the division in our country over all of this, it's all about human rights. But for some reason... It, it's the exact same, but people don't think, see it as the same. And, and, and what is that? I mean, has that, that, that notion of it's all a giant sporting event and we have sides, is that an invention of, or a result of social media? Or do you think people have always felt that way? It's just that it's in our face now. I'm still trying to figure that out. See, and that's why I think the people that are still trying to figure it out are weighing way deeper than than what the surface is. There has to be a solution. Girls are still getting raped all the time. Right. And when women live in a country where they can't feel safe, then something's wrong. And we need a bigger, we need a solution. If it's not going to be this, then what? And and, and a simple non um, Ten Commandments kind of solution. Not, well, just don't have sex, right? I mean, people, there, there's just such a crazy misunderstanding of, out there that, that 
abortion is all about people having sex who shouldn't have sex. And it's so, I don't understand. I, I don't think you can reach the people in the extremes who don't understand that. I think there are people who call themselves Christian who are so unbelievably unforgiving that you, you'll you never be able to reach those people. But there's a lot of people in the middle that you could make understand if you could simply have an intelligent conversation with them. But I just, it's so, it's so hard when you only get your news and information in one place, or you only hear it from a neighbor, or you only, you're isolated and you're not in a position where you understand the concepts of things, or maybe you never took critical thinking. There's so much. Yeah. Anna? I don't know when it all started, abortions and the whole why people shouldn't have them kind of thing back in the what what years was it? It was 19? the late 70s. I guess my question is, were they what I'm hearing that were they uh, men who have nothing to do with were they white men that said, hey, you know what? Women shouldn't have abortions. They shouldn't have the option of, of choosing abortion. Was it that kind of thing? And, and this is an important question to me. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you, either of you could could answer that. <laughs> Look, legally, specifically, legislatively, it was all white men doing everything in those days. But I will be perfectly honest with you right now. My anger is not toward white men. It is toward women. There are so many women in this country that are so elated over this decision. They're the ones I'm pissed at. The reason why I'm asking is because this is the same demographic I feel like I've seen Go to strip clubs. Oh, go and ogle at women. If they had a chance, they'd ah. them. <laughs> that kind of thing. Then there are women who are so anti-abortion who know this, probably married to men like this that are cheating on them. I don't know. Do you kind of know the direction I'm going? And yes. I hate oh to God. go that direction. You just had a mic drop moment. Yeah. You, you nailed it. Yes. If we were to unveil all of these lives of these self-righteous people, we would find that they had had abortions, that if yeah. their children came up pregnant, they would do it. The, the, the whole thing is women are going to do it regardless. To me, it, it feels like it's more than abortion being murder. I mean, if you look at that, I've met somebody who survived an abortion. There's that. But when you look at the whole rights issue. That's where I feel like, yeah, I'm going to have a gun and I'm going to give a teenager an AK-13 and not have a problem with it, but, or whatever they're even called. Uh, But I'm going to draw the line here. To me, it doesn't make any sense. It feels barbaric. If they take away a right like that, this better put conversations about the rest of the things that are exactly the same thing about guns. Right. If it's killing babies, you know what else kills babies? So, yeah, if guns. you're going to take this, how about we take your guns? Like, let's make it across the board. Yeah, right. If, if thou shalt not kill anything, then what do we need guns for? The other thing I want to know is every single person that rejoiced over that decision on Friday, I assume they all went out and adopted five foster children because they love children so much, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. That was a mic drop. And here's the thing. It's easy to pick sides and be angry and be mean 
But when you're in it, and I think that's what we all forget, life happens and life is messy. There are, I'm sorry, but there are evil people in this world that do evil things. When we are not compassionate enough, that we are judgmental when we haven't walked in those shoes, because to me, I mean, I would never want to be offensive, but my friend said, yeah, I just got a meme from a friend. She said, hey, Clarence, since we're revisiting the 50s, maybe we should take a look at interracial marriage while we're at it. I saw that. I saw that meme. Yeah. Where where do we draw the line? I mean, we're talking about these people that did not think black people were actually people. These are the people that feel like are making these laws. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... It hurts my heart. And I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. I believe in Jesus. But I have a hard time saying that very loudly because I do not want to be associated with people that are so uncompassionate and dogmatic and judgmental. And completely misunderstand Jesus. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good one, Claire. I mean, seriously, I'm Jewish, and I feel like I know so much more about what Jesus meant when he said things than these so-called Christians. It's unbelievable to me how they have no—it's just like, you know, talking with lepers and and washing the feet of the poor. These people wouldn't do that. No, they wouldn't. wouldn't. No. They would have nothing to do with them. No, nothing to do with them whatsoever. They just want to get on their little stands and oh, it's it's just so infuriating. And and the okay, there is no worst part because every time I think of something it's the worst part. But among the worst parts is that this man that they credit with bringing this new make America great again thing has probably caused more women to have more abortions than anybody. <laughs> Right. You no, know, I would like I'd love to know how much money he has paid women that he's impregnated to get abortions to not talk about it. You know, they're going to come out. Eventually, they're going to come out in the woodwork. I they hope they do. Hope so. But and it doesn't matter because I just I'm so tired of hearing about him and thinking about him and, and the mess that this con med television star and by the way, bad businessman who just spent his dad's money has like somehow become the icon of. So many people who otherwise seem to be, well, not most of them, but some of them relatively intelligent and thoughtful and suddenly thought he was going to be the savior of whatever. And and to make him the, the poster boy for this decision that he is completely anathema to is just like, grr. Yeah. 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 There's really not very many words, you know, it, 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 and it's not. I feel like they might say you're just a poor loser or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's so not about that. It's about we live in a country where we it seems like our right is to have options. Mm-hmm. I I just see it's like it's my way or the highway. It's this way. And there's no you, even about the whole gay and trans and all of this, all of these issues. So what's next? What does this mean? I mean, I don't even know really what it means. Right. Well, so now you have all these states where it has reverted back to, boom, automatically being illegal. There's a lot of them. And there's a lot of them. And then you have a lot of states that have a lot more gray area, a lot more um, 
exceptions for rape, incest, um, life of the mother. And so what's going to happen now is you've got states rushing to, you've got a bunch of states that are rushing to make it legal and a bunch of states rushing the other way to make it more and more and more illegal, illegal, illegal. And so I think you're you're going to end up with just like states, you know, kind of, I imagine not different than when in slavery times where you had just a very draw line, a line drawn between where this is legal and where this is not legal. I saw that um, Dick's Sporting Goods has made a decision if whatever state they're in, if they have an employee that needs an abortion, they will pay for them to cross whatever line to go whatever state. Mm-hmm. The U.S. military did, too, by the way. I did this news story the other day that the Pentagon put out a memo saying military doctors absolutely can still perform abortions if it's, you know, rape, incest or life of the mother. And if there is a military member or spouse that is living in a state um, where they cannot get access to that for whatever reason, the, they will pay that whatever branch you're in will pay for you to go to a state where you can. Oh, and by the way, here's a little fun fact that I also learned the other day. Uh, the federal law that permits federal funding of abortions doesn't apply to the military. So those are tax-funded abortions. I think that's a good thing. But anyway, um, so yeah, so that's what's going to mean statewide. But you're right. What does it mean big picture? Like what's going to happen? How long will it be before this gets unreversed? Right? If ever? Yeah, that's, I don't know. I mean, you're talking about six justices to three at this point, you know, you, we, you'd have to have it swing at least the other way. And, um, you know, I'm not, a lot of people are like, well, let's just add more justices. That's been something they've studied and looked at. And I, that's not, I don't think that's a solution either. In fact, Biden, that's one of the first things he did when he became president was he started a commission to study what would, because so many people were calling for it. And they ultimately decided, bipartisan commission, that it's not a good idea, right? That there's a reason that the founding fathers designed the court the way they did, and that's the right balance, and you know, yada yada yada. So that I don't think fixing the Supreme Court is the issue here. I think it's going to have to be fixed locally and you know, statewide, not nationally. Well, and maybe that's where we can make sure, because I know that we're running out of time, but. One thing that I think we always need to talk about is vote. And I, being on the West Coast, that's, I vote, but it's always an issue for me because I always feel like if I vote later in the day, I always hear, you know, who's won before I even get to the poll. And so it's easy to think it doesn't matter, but it matters. No matter what, voting matters. Mm -hmm. And even if it's on the state level, which is, I believe, what this has done, is it's put everything back to the state level to make each state can make their own decision. And so the biggest thing is to register to vote and, you know, do your part. And vote the whole ballot. Vote all the local races. Vote the judges. Vote the issues. Read the issues. Find, you know, websites and pamphlets that will help you understand and put them into English and uh, and read them, because that's really, really where change gets made, is, lo- is at the local and state level. Uh, Lori, thank you for saying all that. And a mic drop for Lori. Yeah, so make sure you're registered to vote. If you're, if you're not, there are a lot of websites now that you can just go on and find out. And make sure that you are registered and that you can make a difference. And know that even on the West Coast, you do make a difference, and it makes a difference in your state. And um, there's really no excuse for not voting. They're working hard in Washington state for people with felonies and different things like that to be able to vote. So making sure that you do your part and you vote and um, 
And don't let <laughs> try to try to scare you off from voting. If you see anything suspicious, someone trying to stop other people from voting, please call the police or mm-hmm. put it on social media because that's so wrong. Right. And it's still your private thing. So, you know, you don't have to tell your family how you're voting. You don't have to True. tell anybody. I mean, back in my day, nobody you nobody knew who voted who you voted for. Yeah. We didn't talk about it, but right. now it's become this this thing and we still have a right to privacy. I think that that's the best thing we can do is do our part, be as informed as we can, make the difference at our state level. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So, And if you, if you feel like you want to throw money at something, there's, there's a lot of ways to do that. And yes, you could support a candidate or a party, but, you know, maybe also consider um, supporting uh, an organization that helps people, whatever it is. That's important to you. I mean, today we're talking about abortion, but, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. If if something has happened politically that upsets you, you know, put your money at the local level to somebody who's doing something about it. And I would say this too, Claire. I, I just spoke with the executive director of Seattle Pride. She was the mayor of Burien for quite a while, for a few years. So get into office. You know, we don't, a lot of times people think that's way out of reach, but if you want change, Get it. Run for office. Run locally in your city and then expand out. But don't be afraid to get in and and do things, you know, get involved and make that change. Yeah, we can all make a difference. And I know I've I've said to people who have been railing on about issues, I've said, why don't you get involved in the, you know, in the government? They're like, whoa, I couldn't. It's like, yeah, you could. And you can do it locally. And you don't have to be elected. There, Every town has boards and commissions and different things that you can sit on that you can help steer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you get experience and get your name known so that if you do want to do something that you get elected for, you know, then you go that way. Yep. It looks like Anna's going to read something. A couple of years ago, I, I told you about um, a friend of mine whose son was shot. Yes. Um, yeah. Pulled by police, and uh, she is running oh. for we're saying oh state board of education. Uh, so you know, just kind of taking steps to making a difference and try. You know, like don't go. Well, no one will vote for me. Just go try. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wonderful. I'm Good. so glad she's doing that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Oh well, steps. Yeah, <laughs> baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. This was short and hard, but yes. uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, oops. But, but therapeutic as always. <laughs> oh, yes, the parts I could hear. <laughs> right. <laughs> I agree with everything that you said that I understood and heard. <laughs> you guys, I hope you have a wonderful Fourth of July. Do you guys have plans? I am going to go hang out with my grandchildren. Okay. And Reading. Yes. Oh yay! Oh. How about you, Claire? I'm actually taking the day off. I'm not working on Monday. I'm treating myself to that. And we're going up to Portland to see some friends we haven't seen in a billion years. And I'm very excited about that. Nice. How about you? My family and I are going to watch the fireworks in downtown Bellevue Parks. Nice. Um, It'll be our first time being able to watch fireworks with probably a huge crowd of people. And then instead of having to get stuck in traffic, we're going to stay at the W Bellevue. You are. Nice. And I did not know. We've never done this before. I have never been to W Bellevue. And it's got like a glass shower right in the middle of the room. And that is so awkward. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to handle that. It's for couples, not families. It's, yeah. It's double beds. Um, <laughs> none of us are going to take showers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. Well, good for you. That'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. That'll be yeah. Fine. That'll be fun. Mm. We're all excited. Aww. <laughs> well, happy 4th of July, you two. You too, you guys. Thank you so much. I love you guys. <laughs> we love you too. We, because we're both in the same room now for the yes. first yes, time in a million years. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Listen and Learn. Or not. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Claire. Bye, Claire. Bye. 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 So like a good bye. 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 Bye.